You're listening to a sermon from New City Fellowship in Manassas, Virginia. New City Fellowship is a diverse community that proclaims the gospel and makes disciples for the glory of God and the renewal of our city. For more information, visit newcityfellowship.net. Well, good morning, everybody. My name is uh, Chuy Rodriguez, and I'm one of the, uh, not, not one of the pastors. Hopefully, I will say that in a few months, but uh, um, I'm the interim pastor right now. And it's so great to have you. Uh, you know this is Family Sunday, and I want everybody to take a deep breath and say, it's fine if kids make noise. Please do not fret. Nobody's going to look at you weird. And if they do, let me know. And we can all look at them back. So uh, today's Family Sunday, uh, and I'm going to be preaching I don't know if you consider this heretical, but not, I'm not going to preach straight from the Bible. This is a version of the Bible. It's called the Jesus Storybook Bible, and it's on your screen. And if you don't have one, you should get one. And the one on the screen is actually bilingual, and there is a Spanish and English version that has both texts next to each other. So if you have a bilingual family, the only one I know of is Spanish and English, but I'm, I don't know if there's other ones, probably, uh, if you speak another language. Uh, and we're going to be reading today from that book. So kids, there's going to be pictures on the screen, and you need to pay attention because there's a quiz at the end. <laughs> no, there is no quiz. Um, but before I start reading, I have a question for the kids. And I'm going to be asking the kids questions. So if any kid wants to answer this question, there, you can just raise your hand. That's the only thing I'm going to ask you. Caleb, I haven't even said anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, so kids, I have a question. Who is a child or a kid's best friend? All right, Caleb did raise his hands first, so... No, you don't need to grab. I, I'll hold it. Who is a kid's best friend? Um, um, my best friend is, um, he's my neighbor that um, is like has a blue house, and his name is JT. JT is a kid's best friend. Anyone else? Who else wants to answer that question? All right, who is a kid's best friend? Whoa, that was too quick. That was supposed to come at the end of the sermon. All right, sheep, good job. All right, so let me pray, and then we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and read. Uh, dear God, thank you for today. I pray that you would speak to us through your word, and I mostly pray that all of these kids here would um, receive your word, that the, the, the seed of the gospel will be planted in their lives. And I pray that all of them will grow up to be men and women that serve you and love you. And I pray that they will never experience a time when they do not love you and serve you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray the same for the parents and all the adults here. I pray that you would continue to grow us into the image of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So the title of the sermon is um, The Friend of Little Children, all right? So here we go. One day, Jesus' friends were arguing who was the most important helper in God's kingdom. They wanted, they wanted to know, and they started saying, I am, 
James said. No, you're not, said Peter. I am. Nonsense, said Matthew. I'm the cleverest. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Yes. No, I am too. This silliness went on and on for some time. You see, Jesus' friends had started thinking that they had to do something to make themselves special to Jesus. They thought that if they were the cleverest or the nicest or something, Jesus would like them best. But they forgot something. They had forgotten something. Something God had been teaching his people all through the years. That no matter how clever you are or how good you are or how rich you are or how nice you are or how obedient you are or how important you are, none of it makes any difference because God, God's love is a gift. And as anyone will tell you, the whole thing about a gift is that it's free. All you have to do is reach out your hands and take it. So, while Jesus' friends were arguing, some people who knew all about getting gifts, in fact, you might say they were gift experts, had come to see Jesus. Who were they? Do you know who is a gift expert? Me. <laughs> Kids. Children were gift experts, and they came to see Jesus. Jesus' helpers tried to send the kids away. Jesus doesn't have time for you, they said. He's too tired. Leave him alone. But they were wrong. Jesus always had time for children. Don't ever send them away, Jesus said. Bring the little ones to me. Now, kids, imagine if you were there, what do you think you needed to do to see Jesus? Do you think that Jesus said, all right, kids, everybody line up and behave so that you can see me? Do you think Jesus did that? Yeah. Or maybe, maybe Jesus would have said, all right, did you do your homework and did you make your bed so you can see me? Do you think Jesus would have done that? Yeah. Or maybe Jesus said, if you're not behaving well today, you can't see me. Do you think Jesus would have done that? Yeah. What if Jesus said, you're not dressed up well. You can't see me. Do you think Jesus would have done that? No. no. Or maybe you would have done what all the other kids did. You know what they did? They ran straight to Jesus, and he picked them up in his arms, and he swung them around and gave them kisses and hugs, and they sat on Jesus' lap, and he listened to their stories and chatted with them. You see, Jesus loved little children. And children loved Jesus, and they knew they didn't need to do anything special for Jesus to love them back. All they needed to do was to run into his arms, and so that's what, that's what they did. Well, after all the laughing and games, Jesus turned to his helpers, his disciples, and he said, Listen, adults, no matter how big you grow, never grow up so much that you lose your child's heart, full of trust in God. Be like these children. They are the most important in my kingdom. 
So this story is not just for kids. And one of the reasons why I love this Bible so much is because it applies it to us so well. This is a story that, in fact, I think the adults need to hear the most. And as I was getting ready for this, it really shocked me. I don't know if you're like me, but if, if, you, if, you were, uh, if you grew up in church, you've heard the saying, you've heard the story of the kingdom belongs to the kids. We, we have been told that we need to be like kids to enter into the kingdom. But what does this mean? I've always had this question, like, what does Jesus really mean? And I don't know if, you, if you've heard many options, but I've heard many, many ways to interpret, it, interpret this or see this. And one of the most prominent ones is that I thought that when Jesus said, be like kids, he meant be more holy or more, more pure, less sinful. We have this idea that children are less sinful than adults. And I thought, maybe that's what Jesus means, like, behave a little better. But then I had four kids, and I realized <laughs> they're not less sinful than me, and they don't behave better than me. In fact, no, I'm just kidding. Well, it's just, it's just plain not biblical. We all behave, we're all sinners. The Bible makes it clear that we're all sinners. And little kids, young little kids, are sinful as well. <laughs> I've also heard other interpretations as, as far-fetched as people using this to justify infant, infant baptism, which I don't believe in. But what I see mostly the Bible placing an emphasis on, on how to view this is how kids trust, is how kids have faith. And I believe that this is what this Jesus Story Bible, Bible gets right. In fact, all, uh, all, the, all the synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, have this story in them. And Mark and Luke almost have the exact same story in almost the exact same way. And they both place an emphasis on trusting Jesus. And that is what I think Jesus is telling us when he says, be like a child to enter the kingdom. It's trust me like like a child trusts his parents. Let me read quickly Mark 10, 13 through 16, which is the Mark's version of what uh, Andrew read for the call of worship from Matthew. And it says, And they were bringing children to him that he might touch them, and the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant. And now Luke doesn't say that Jesus was indignant. Luke says that Jesus rebuked his disciples because they didn't let the kids come to, come to him. And Jesus said to them, let the children come to me. Do not hinder them for to such belong the kingdom of God. But why is it that the kingdom of God belongs to kids? And listen to verse 15. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. So, when the Bible tells us that we need to be like children, what the Bible is telling us, we need to receive the kingdom like children. 
It is in the how we receive the kingdom of God, how we perceive God, how we trust God, how we approach God that we can behave or we can act like children. So let me ask you a question. How do, ki how do kids trust? How, how do children believe things? Are they, are they easy? Do they easily believe things? Would you say yes? Yes. Kids believe things that they probably should not believe. And they believe things easily. Kids have faith. Do you want to see? Let me ask some of them here a few questions. All right, kids, who wants to answer a question? It's not, an easy, it's not a hard question. No, Caleb, you already went. Anyone else? Anyone that's not my kid? There you go. Here we go. All right. Tell everybody your name. Elijah. Elijah? All right, Elijah, let me ask you a question. What are you worried about right now? Uh, my mom and dad. Your mom and dad. All right, well, we need to talk about that later. Uh, Aiden, you're right here. I'm sorry. Do you think your dad loves you? Jeannie, do you want to answer a question? No. <laughs> Hazel, do you want to answer? She's not even looking at me. <laughs> okay. Another question. Do you think your dad or your mom love you even when you disobey them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, he thought about it for a moment. <laughs> All right, we have more kids here. Teddy, come here, Teddy. No, Teddy doesn't want it. Anyone else? Coda, do you want to answer a question? No? All right, here we go. Can you tell everybody? Oh, you don't want to answer a question? No? Okay. Becca, okay, here we go. We have another one right here. What's your name? What's your name again? Landis. Landis, I have a question for you. Do you think that your mom will give you food if you behave bad? Mom, give you food if you behave bad? No. Oh, wow. Okay, Eliana. What do you do when you're in trouble? Who do you run to? I said, who, not where? Who do you run to? No one. Okay. <laughs> this is not going like I anticipated. <laughs> okay, let's just do just one more. Two more, two more. Okay. All right. Here, hold on. Somebody who's not my kid. Uh, Moses? Arrow. Moses. All right, good. Um, what do you think will happen if you misbehave. Do you think your mom is going to kick you out of the house? No. <laughs> Why? Because I'll be scared of that. All right, last question. Do you trust your mom and dad? You better say yes. Do you think your, your mom and dad know more than you do? 
Well, you get the idea, right? (laughs) The truth is that even though they might not say it, the moment they get scared, they run to us. They know we're going to take care of them. They're not worried about what they're going to eat or their careers. They're not worried about whether they're going to have food because they did something wrong. They're not worried about clothing or how to pay their rent or all the things that we worry about. Kids know how to trust. Kids in general are very trusting. In fact, we call them gullible, right? And what Jesus is asking us to do in this regard is to be exactly like kids. Be more trusting. And this sermon is for me. Because as an adult, I have lost all this trust. My initial reaction is to distrust. My initial reaction is to look into myself. What can I do? My initial reaction when I'm in a problem is to look at my strengths. And that's not necessarily what kids do. Kids immediately look for their parents. This sermon is for all of us. I want to make sure you hear this, adults. Jesus loves you. Jesus cares for you. Jesus wants you to run to him. Jesus is waiting for you. He is your father, and you can trust him. And I want to invite you to react like a kid. I want to invite you to have the faith of a child. I want to invite us all to receive the kingdom of God just the way kids receive the kingdom of God. They believe their father. And we have stopped believing our father. I want to, make a, I want to clarify something. There, not all kids trust the same way. In fact, there are kids who are very distrusting. There are kids who have experienced trauma or have lived in difficult households or have experienced all kinds of abuse, rejection, poverty, bullying. And all these kids who have been sinned against have a very difficult time trusting. And that is heartbreaking, but that is exactly what has happened to all of us. As we grow, we have been sinned against. Some of us have experienced all kinds of rejection and trauma and sin against ourselves. Pain, loss, we've been lied to, we've been betrayed. And the effects of sin against us make us distrust. We all have trust issues. But mainly we all have trusting in God's issues. And it doesn't stop there. To make it even worse, we've not only been sinned against, we've also responded in a sinful way, and we have sinned against others. We have hurt other people. We have lied to other people. We have rejected other people. We have been selfish and made fun of other people. We have also caused pain on others. And all of that makes it even harder for us to trust as well. We are all on defensive mode every day, and it's hard for us to trust. But guess what? Even even in the world, kids who are taken out of that world, kids who are removed from the toxic situation 
and are brought into a loving family, you see how they start to heal. It's a slow process, but kids who are taken out of those situations and placed into a loving family with a loving mom and dad, they have a better chance to make a better uh, person or become a better person in life just because they are placed in a healthy, healthy situation. And that's exactly what Jesus has done for us. Jesus came and took us from this toxic situation full of sin against us and us sinning against other people and has placed us in a new loving family with a father that we can trust. And God did it on the cross for us. He adopted us. He not only suffered in our place and identified himself with us because he was also sinned against. He was also betrayed. He was also... uh, done all kinds of injustice against him, but he not only paid for that and suffered that, he also paid for our sin against others. And the blood of Jesus cleanses and heals us and forgives us and places us. In fact, the language of the, of the Bible is that he has adopted us as sons and daughters. God now places us in this new family where we can trust him. We can put our defenses down and and, and understand that we have a God who loves us even though we struggle to love him. And I want to invite us all today to understand that Jesus, if you're a believer and if you have received Jesus on your life and he is your Lord and Savior, I want you to hear that Jesus cares for you even in the midst of your struggles every day. And Jesus still wants the best for you today. And that is the hardest thing for me to understand. Because even though I live every day as if I am a Christian, inside of me I'm constantly fearing the worst. And some of us are the same way. But Jesus has no conditions for his love. Jesus has not placed any conditions on providing for you, on caring for you, on loving, to you, loving you. Despite of your behavior, he loves you and does everything for you. No, Jesus still, like children, bring, allows us to come to him. He sits us on his lap. He listens to us. He cares for us. He hugs us in the midst of our struggle. If you're not a believer, I want to invite you to experience this kind of love that Jesus provides to all of us. But if you are a believer, which I see most of us are here, I want to invite you to live a life of trusting in God. You have been saved. You have experienced the love of God. Please hear that your dad loves you. He has you in his arms. He wants the best for you. You need to hear that he's right there with you, holding you close. No matter what you're going through right now, Jesus is there caring for you each step of the way. Even if you don't feel him close right now, even if you don't understand what's happening and what's going on, Jesus still loves you. He knows better than you, and he will never let you go. He wants the best for you. And if you're a believer, hear that we have the most loving, patient, joyful, gentle, faithful, wise 
father in the universe. And this is not an exaggeration. This is exactly what the Bible continually says about God. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. And I have to say that this sermon is for the adults more than the kids. What is it that we're so worried about right now that it's hard for us to trust God? What is that thing that you are struggling to trust God with? Can you be like a child? We are invited to be like a child. Can you trust Jesus like a little kid? Even if it doesn't make sense? We are invited to trust him like we are his kids. Do you understand that? Jesus is our father. You are a son or a daughter of God. We are. And we need to trust him. I want to invite you to close your eyes, not right now physically, but in life, and run to your dad and know that you can trust him and know that he's there for you. I want to invite us all to receive the kingdom of God like a child. Do you believe that he wants the best for you? Do you believe that he will not leave you? Do you believe that he is working for you? I don't. And it's one of the hardest things I have to struggle in life with. And I want to invite us all. I want, to, I want all of us to take a moment to pray right now. And if you're struggling with your faith as an adult who tries to make sense of everything, who's fearful of a lot of things, and who thinks sometimes the worst is going to happen, I want to, I want to ask all of us to pray and ask God to make us like kids, to learn from the children around us and to trust him because he is a good father. He's a loving father. So if you, if if you want to join me, uh, bow your head, and if you really need help with this, which I do, I want to ask you to pray with me and really ask God to help you have faith like a child. Dear God, we thank you because you have shown through your death and sacrifice that you love us. You have descended into this earth You have died on our place. You have lived the life that we needed to live. You have done everything to save us. And you are a good God who gave his life for us. And Lord, I pray that today we would recognize this and see that you have proved yourself to us. And I pray that today we would be moved by your grace to to respond in faith in you to respond like kids to you. Lord, we are all, no matter how old or how young we are, we are all your children, and I pray that you would help us trust you. Even if it sounds dumb, even if it, sounds, even if it doesn't make sense, Lord, I pray that today we would be moved to have faith like a child, to receive your kingdom like a kid. Lord, we have been sinned against, and Lord, we have sinned against others, but I pray that today we would just receive the freedom that comes with your gospel, and Lord, I pray that we would just 
let ourselves go into your arms. Lord, I pray that as a church, we would be a church that moves and takes steps and lives in faith. And I pray that each adult here right now, whatever they're, ha- they're going through, I pray that you would give us faith, that you will help us trust you like little kids, like children who love and trust their father. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.